Yo, what up for Yuji here? Welcome back to the Two Rowdy Vegans episode of this week. Happy Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know this episode's coming a little late, but anyways, what we have this week, (laughs) Rowdy Girl Sanctuary, that's why you hear all the dogs around, but what we have this week is the final episode of the series with Tommy and Renee and Cindy and Richard, uh, two ex-vegan cattle ranchers and two cattle ranchers. And uh, this is when it all comes together. This is the end of the conversation. And, uh, you know, this is probably only going to make sense if you've at least heard some of the episodes prior. But uh, in any case, you know, again, this is a conversation that happened when we, uh, me, Tommy and Renee went to this cattle ranch in order to rescue a cow. And uh, this whole thing happened. It was a long conversation, but really a fascinating conversation and really shows the behind the scenes of Renee's life and what it's like being an ex-cattle rancher who now owns a sanctuary uh, with their story out there. And so anyways, I really hope you enjoy the conclusion of this series. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. See you inside. Two rowdy begins. Two, two rowdy begins. One plus one equals two rowdy begins. When you start talking about the justice system, it has very little to do with no, justice. The more money. Yeah, it does. No, it's a judicial. You can pay for. Has nothing to do with justice. No, but, it's a judicial system. But even now, that, you got to pay the right person. I should have gone with a Dick DeGaran or somebody like that. Exactly. You know? I went with these guys that just sold me down the river with a smile on their face. That's the way I feel. That's what we felt like, didn't we? Yeah. And we they all told way. me the same thing. You should have come to me in the first place. You should have come to me in the first place. Every one of them said the same thing. Yeah. Tell them what those deputies said to you when they got you to the side where there wasn't a camera in the jail. Oh, yeah. They well, were ready to you know, kill him. All that stuff. Would you let go? The go big, the big controversy back uh, right after uh, the Afghanistan uh, war during it right the first few years the Abigrab you know the torture and all that it happens right here all that stuff that they were all appalled about about treating this prisoner like way and making dogs and naked and tied up it happens right here right here in these prisons and these jails they did it to me I'm tied up hog tied naked trying to sleep like that are you serious? oh yeah they're and pissing on you and spitting on you oh yeah this is dead this is the man that killed Deputy Johnson's wife you know, they're passing me from tank to tank. They're getting credit. The more of abuse they can do on me. Yeah, I was a nutcase when I got out of there. Yeah. I, I mean, can I just was imagine. literally nut. Well, he, he was, they put me in a padded cell naked, you know, for days. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. I mean, well, I got, him, I got him out of there. I, I met this private I investigator. I just imagine. Oh, yeah. And I thought I was pretty tough before that, you know. I've been roughnecking all my life, you know. Raising Conroe, you know, not that big, but not afraid of too much. I always thought I was pretty tough, but I was broken. They, I mean, they broke me down. So, see, nothing, nothing surprises you either. Nothing. No, nothing shocks you call, either. No. I got the phone call from him in jail, and he told me what they were doing to him. I called this private investigator oh that I met in New Waverly, and she was really cool. She knew all of the tricks they play, and she goes, "You go down there to the jail." You tell them you want to see the captain or whoever is the highest that day. You tell the captain that you want your husband out of there. And if they touch a hair on your head, you're going to own the whole law enforcement agency because I'm going to sue the crap out of them. 
So his cousin met me there, one of his cousins. We went there, asked for the captain. Captain wasn't available. She said, they will say the captain's not available. I said, okay. Captain's not available, so I say to them, I'll wait. That's buzzwords for them of you've got a problem and you better address it right away. Five minutes later, a captain shows up. What do you need? And I told him. Not probably a half hour later, they took him out of that cell. They were treating him totally different because they knew somebody on the outside was looking out for him. And you better look out. And that's just one of many times that she did that, that literally saved my life. Um, I could I could tell you story after story after story. And you it, do have to write a book. You're one of your young. You gotta write a book. Listen oh, to me. It's insane. <laughs> you gotta write a book. Okay, the two of you. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you encourage each other. God tell you. But it was it was such a eye opener to me. I thought I knew something about the world. I was 39 years old when this happened. I thought I'd been around. I thought I'd seen some life. I thought I knew what was going on huh. in our country. And I was. It was such a shock to realize that I didn't know squat. And what I, in fact, what I thought I did know was wrong. You know, big time wrong. Like police are there to help you. Yeah. That was one of the things. Don't we call, were real you quick, talking about don't call a lawyer unless you have to? Don't call a cop unless you absolutely have to. Thank you. I feel the same way. Yeah, you know I mean, don't. You know, because they're going to, if there's something going, they're going to, they're going to arrest somebody. Ever since the OJ thing, man, because they're looking like, oh, we're, we're, it was our fault that we let this guy out on the street and everything. So now it's like domestic, domestic, um, um, terrorism or domestic problem. If somebody call, if cops, they're going to, they're going to take somebody to jail. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I worked in the prison system for 10 years as a counselor. After all this that happened to him, I happened to be at the unit where he was for a while. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people, when I start telling the story, they're like, oh, so that's how y'all met? Like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm my like, God. No. You know, it's, it's so interesting because, you know, like when you realize everything that you thought you knew was wrong, yeah. you know. Yep. And so just it's the same thing with with us, like when we... When I realized that everything we were doing was really wrong, mm-hmm. even though culturally, traditionally, it was considered normal acceptable. and acceptable, sure. when I started realizing, it's almost like I started seeing with real eyes, mm-hmm. you know, that it was really wrong, that it was, in my mind, murder at the time. And that's when I started calling him a murderer. And, you know, it, it, is that why you got divorced the first time? Or am I, no, am I, I had nothing to do with I'm it. I'm sorry. I just, no, no, it was because of my alcoholism. Oh. But, but when he started changing, mm-hmm. that's when I really saw it. This is, this is something I, I have a hard time even talking about because I, I can't even put it into words, what I watched. The, the, right before my, the right before my eyes. This man that I've known for years, you know, hunted with him. You know, I went. I didn't ever hunt, but I went with him. I used to hang in the trees while he skinned deer, and you know, I'd go with him to the deer blinds, and I would chew the deer off so he couldn't kill him. <laughs> just like her. You know, that's me. that's me. I'd make as much noise as yeah. possible. <laughs> you know, but I, but I was, you know, I watched him, you know, and, and, and this was all part of being a man, you know, and, and you, 
you you hung out with these guys and it was all part of your bonding experience and oh, yeah. you did that with your your You're nieces, your nephews you, you you do it this is how you raise your whole oh, family yeah. your whole life yep. and so i watched this person this man that i loved all my life to what he is right now mm -hmm. i i i promise you i live in a state of constant awe i don't never tell him you know but he's here <laughs> Transformation. Yeah, I don't ever say, you know, how how freaking awesome he is for doing this and what a difference he's making in the world, but he is. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm the crazy rancher's wife that went vegan, you know, and everybody, you know, looks at and talks, you know, because I'm so animated like you. But he's the one that really is the reason because he held the fort. Yeah. Without him holding down the fort, without him, you know, having the retirement, without him, Doing everything. Support. Just yeah. this emotional support alone is helpful. He wasn't very emotionally supportive. But later, he, on, <laughs> later on. Later on. <laughs> not at first. Oh, no. Not at first. But but, hard, yeah. but he was rock yeah. solid no matter what. See, no matter what, he, never, he didn't leave me. You know, almost. But right, no matter what. You know, if I had to do it all over again, I would gladly donate the cow. <laughs> You know, at that time I had tractor payments and, you know, I had annual payment on equipment for pay. And, uh, you know, knowing everything I know, I go, I don't want to sell these cows to you. I'm giving them to you. He had no idea of the backlash that was going to happen. Well, neither did I. You know, but that's, you know, just seeing what's happened and watching and, and, and even what's happening in this room. Because... Of our story. Oh, yeah. It, it cha it's changing hearts and minds all over the country. And our story has been translated in nine or ten different languages. That's so wow. cool. That's amazing. And, and that's what's really strong. I mean, I'm just like, wake up and I go, what? Now it's in, it's, what's that? What language is this? I mean, what are they saying about us, you know? <laughs> what are they really saying? You know, but it's, uh, it's like that. And I would know. tell my story when I was locked up to different inmates. And they would just so... Did she get the house? Did she get this? Did she get your land? I'm like, who? Your wife. I'm not divorced. What? Your wife's step with? She's, she was there every weekend. You get a visit. One day. Yeah. Four, was it two hours or four hours? Two, two hours. hours. Two hours. Wow. Yeah. And once a month, you get a person. No, three. How was it? Three times you get... on. Person to person, where you could touch, and any other time. Yeah, just, three times a month. Just crossing the glass. Once, just glass. But it's like when you have somebody in the hospital or a rest home or something like that. If you don't go up there and let the staff know constantly and consistently that there is loved ones here, if they don't have somebody that cares about them, the staff's not going to care. That's just a job at them. Oh wow! It's just like that in prison. She dogged those people every time she was up there. That's yeah. my husband. And there's this one guy, she got, I don't know if he got fired or moved to another place. Oh, yeah, doctor. He was a doctor. And I just saw this film while I was in there about hepatitis C, about the, the silent killer and everything. It showed the a liver and how you die and everything. And I was freaked out. So I went to this, to the, the to, clinic, to the clinic there and told him, you know, look, you know, I've got hepatitis C. And I, and I want to get on this program, this interferon. And he just laughed at me and said, you know, I don't know what you think, but this is prison, boy. You and know. we don't care whether you live or die, is what they, he told him the exact exactly. words. Know where you are. They don't care if you live or die, unless you know somebody. Well, he told me, he told me 
I went to an ex-state representative. Who, Alan Hightower. Who has who been. Was, he was a representative for a long time, and he's well thought of. And he already knew he my whole case. He was the director of TDC. Yeah. So he went in there, and he said, let's get this guy out of here. And he disappeared. Let me tell you. All of a sudden, he's gone. And when every time I go to the clinic there at this unit, they're like rolling the carpet out for me. They're as nice as they can they be. Knew. He knew. He oh, knew somebody. Yeah. Wow. Think of all the people that don't know anybody. Oh, I know. Yep. I know. They just get... Yeah. Yep. Well, that's the way I got through it, is I know... I, this is before I got my history degree. I got out in 02, and I graduated in 05. But anyway, um, I had already read a lot about history, and I knew, you know, okay, yeah, this is pretty shitty, the hand that you've been dealt here. But you start talking about the Holocaust, or the Trail of Tears, or the Bataan Death March, and I could go on and on here. Mm-hmm. So what happened to me is nothing. It's not a drop in the bucket. And you want to start talking about injustice and misery. These people paid the ultimate. They were killed for little less than what I did. You know, tortured. Yeah. So just like animals, you know, and the 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 whole thing takes. See, that's the other thing. That's the reason I started paying attention to history because I started learning about the Holocaust. You brought it up. And those same trailers that they will put those people in. Yep. It's exactly what they do to animals yep. in animal agriculture. They do. It's the same model. Yeah. It's like they use the exact same model that they did then in animal agriculture. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And it's all behind closed doors. They don't want anybody to know that what they're doing. Except now that the internet is the way it is. Now and there's get- all these activists. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of them. I'm friends with... You know, people like Wayne Shung and DXE. If you look up Wayne Shung and DXE, he's he's been how many? He's been arrested. I don't know how many times. I mean, countless times. Felonies, felonies, big. He, you talk about a voice. You love Wayne Shung. H S I U N G. He will go right up to a big facility that's slaughtering chickens, and he will walk. He with all their suits on and their, you know, their uh, their garb. What do you call that stuff that they wear so that they don't get contaminated? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they have. They wear all this bio stuff. Bio suits. Bio suits with yeah. the shoes, with the suits and the gloves, and they will walk right into these facilities. Hundreds of thousands of birds, and they'll walk out with a bunch of birds. <laughs> they don't care. And they have all, they have all, he's a lawyer and he knows exactly what to say, what to do. He's not, he's not been incarcerated yet, uh, but he's got a lot of felony. He's always in court and he loves it. He gets a lot of media attention. Recently, they just uh, rescued a hundred turkeys and the turkey owner, turkey slaughterhouse owner, let them. They wow. brought him out to him so he wouldn't come in. <laughs> he is making waves, Wayne Shung is. And, uh. You know, and so, and then people like Anita Kreintz, you know, you ever, you ever heard of Anita Kreintz? No. It's K-R-A-J-N-C. She's with the SAVE movement. You ever heard of the SAVE movement? The SAVE movement. Okay, she started off, this is how she started. She lives in Canada, and she was going and feed and giving water to pigs at slaughterhouses. So, she'd go to a slaughterhouse. Well, in the trucks, they're yeah. lying to get The in. trucks come in line, you know, with all these pigs. Babies, six months, seven months old, just trailers full of pigs, and they're thirsty. They don't, they haven't had water. They're frothing at the mouth, you know, just hot. And she would just, in their last final hours, she, with her heart, just wanted to give them water. Mm-hmm. She gets arrested for giving pigs water. Oh wow! Well, they shouldn't have done that because if you look up Anita Kreintz and in the Save Movement, you'll see now there's like over, I think, four hundred 
safe movements around the world now. Oh, wow. cool. And, yeah. you know, and you, yeah, where's my jacket? My jacket right there? Pull it out. Because yeah. this is, I mean, I know Anita very well. And so, you know, they're all, you know, just in awe of our story and what we do. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when you... The logo on it or Yeah. Yeah, and see the very... And then the very front of it has got... A, a logo. It's a, it's, I think it's, if you'll give it to me, I'll, yeah, Toronto Pig Safe. Oh, cool. So that's, you know, Anita gave me that. And she's part of our Rancher Advocacy Program, too. She's on our coalition. Because, a radical. No, I'm not. Maybe you are. Yeah. I'm, I may be radically different, but I'm really not a radical. No, maybe. radical is a good thing. It's not maybe a, I am. I, I don't know. I'm a radical leftist. I, I, you know, you know, the thing is, you know, anytime he says anything, I'm going to say, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'll just yeah. argue. That's so That's probably I am radical. <laughs> probably right. But Anita uh, is, is helping us with ideas on going into um, cell barns. Yeah. Cell barns. Because she has these vigils, right? So now all over the world, all over the world, people go and give water to pigs. Oh, neat. Wow. All over the world. There's Toronto pig save. There's Houston animal pig save. There's, you know, Kansas City animal save. That's where, you know, Betty and Veronica came from. Not only pigs, but cows. They go and they give them water. And they don't get arrested anymore. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And so their stories are changing a lot of hearts. But she's helping us to, to determine how to get into these cell barns and do kind of the same thing so that you can actually go into where they're buying the, the, bay, the cows. Mm -hmm. and, um, but not protesting. But not protesting. You can't. Protesting really by the fact that you're even there. It's a it's protest. It's a private place, so it's harder. Well, it's called Bear Witness. And Renee said... Uh, why don't you go in a cell barn and let's do this? And I said, no way. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to go in. But you know, well, you know, uh, my great-grandfather had a slaughterhouse in Houston. He had, then he had one in Alvin. And back then, it was a matter of survival, really. People needed uh, the meat, in my opinion, back then. And But to na now... You know, we have proliferated the production of meat so much that you've got production lines with the people that kill them, the people that skin them and cut them up, and et cetera, and they won't slow the line down when one's still alive. It's it's a matter of money now. It's yeah. not a matter of survival. Uh, my my great grandfather, I never knew him. He died in thirty six, thirty seven. There is no way he would have worked on a animal that was still kicking, and and now it's like. Uh, Oh, yeah, well, it's nobody, it, you know, they don't want to slow the production line down. And so they, they start skinning that cow, whether it's dead or alive. Oh, and they God. say they don't, but they do. Mm -hmm. And uh, That's horrible. We're conditioned more and more. That, and that's what scares me about what's going on. Like I said, we're two years. This is 1935. This is just like 1935. We're two years into this, into this uh, person who is indoctrinating us to think that hating the right people is patriotic, you know? And we're indoctrinated to like what you're just talking about, cows, chickens, pigs. Races of people. Yeah, that they're, they don't have the same kind of feelings. They don't have the same kind of pain, you know? You can, like we're, we're talking about the cows, that the way they look at you, like you're talking about, when they know it's a one-way trip, and you think, oh, that's just me, in my head. But then you see, see them do something, 
you know, like try to break one of their buddies out of a fenced up corral. And you know that this ain't something, something in the back of your mind that you're trying to ignore. It, it keeps on surfacing. And that's what that's y'all have. Y'all have gotten it out of the back of your brain and y'all got it up on the surface. And now you're practicing it. You're 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 walking uh, the walk. You're walking the walk. I would have never thought I'd be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me either. I never thought that um, that you know I wouldn't be the deer hunter. That because I mean, like I said, my whole life was all around. My first weekend week of deer season was my vacation always, and everything, and all the deer camp and the buddies and the drinking yeah. and the stories. And, yeah, me too. Okay, so Holly's on the phone. Yeah. And um, Holly, I uh, got you on speakerphone. Hi, Holly. Hi, Holly. Oh. Yeah. So this is where this is where um, Honey and the baby, and guess what else? Holly. Are you? Can you take one more? Her one of her babies. Absolutely. Yay! <laughs> a good thing. So I think she's four months. We're thinking between yeah. four and five. I mean, Rancher Richard over here wasn't going to do it at first because I asked. He's like, no, no, no. But now uh, I think he's uh, his heart has softened a little bit, and he's going to let the baby go. Wouldn't be surprised to- if he's vegan next week. <laughs> oh, I just did what I said. It came out of my subconscious up until the surface. What? What I was just telling Tommy, I said, you know, it's one thing to think like I've been thinking subconsciously, knowing that this is wrong, and then all of a sudden it gets, y- y'all got it up front. Y'all got it out of your subconscious, trigger, yeah. you know. And that's what happens when we're around people like this, is it, it brings it out so you can come on out and you can kind of cope with it, you can deal with it, because there is a way. Hey, Holly. Yeah. Okay, so I know you're waiting on us over there, so I just wanted to have you on the other line, because you said you put some hay down for honey and... You need some cubes. Do y'all have any cubes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because uh, they had she hadn't been to the the Story feed store, up. and her husband is at work today, right? Yes. Yeah. So I I've been alone with the baby, but my mother-in-law actually just got here, so I have camped. They just have to. Okay, but you do, but you, but, but you do have, but you but you don't have any cubes, and you won't be able to get them until tomorrow, right? So if we could take some, yeah. okay, yeah, and so that's um, yeah, and so we're gonna be coming. She's got hay, and is there anything else you mm-hmm. need to know? Mm-mm. Excited about her meeting all these other cows and everything. Yeah, I'm excited too. I wish they were coming to my house, but I tell you what, if there was any other place I'd want them to be, and you know what, I'm so glad it worked out this way. I mean. I'm just, you know, things just work out the way they're supposed to. So glad they're coming your way, girl. Well, we'll be, we'll be loading, we'll be loading up your new family members and bringing them to you shortly. Okay, so let me know you're getting close, and I'll, I'll give you some kind of direction. Okay. How to get into the the parking park. Okay, sure thing, girl. All right. Bye bye. Two rowdy vegans, two, two, two rowdy vegans, two, two, two rowdy vegans, two, two, two rowdy vegans, two, 
All right, so that was it. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for sticking with us. Hope you enjoyed the series and hope you enjoyed kind of seeing the behind the scenes of the Rancher Advocacy Program and Renee's life. In any case, uh, we're going to come back to you with some really exciting things starting next week, so stay tuned for that. Again, every Friday comes out an episode of The Two Rowdy Vegans. You can leave us a little review or five-star rating. We would really appreciate that if you like the contents. If you don't, that's fine as well. But anyways, hope you enjoy. And as always, have an incredible rest of your week. Love you so much. Take care.